Welcome back to In Our Lane Podcast. I am your host, Amisha. You can follow me everywhere at E-M-M-E-I-S-H-A. You can follow the podcast at underscore In Our Lane. And so today is our last day of Black History Month. Today is the last day of my little Black History Month special. And I just want to thank you all for staying tuned in throughout this Black History Month. And I hope you guys learned a little bit of something or took something from what I said and talked about and took some notes so you can do your own research and learn more about our history. I feel like it's so much and I didn't even scratch the surface. I really could have, in my opinion, I really could have went into detail just a little bit more. I really would have. And I plan to in the future, like the Black History Month special is definitely going to be an annual thing here on the podcast. So every Black History Month, you can expect to have some Black history being shared. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited about, you know, just the growth and the more knowledge that I can share with you guys. So. Um, for our conversation today, I said that I wanted to share some information about the black queer diaspora. Um, and I also wanted to share um, information from this article that is titled Black Thoughts, Black Activism, Cuban Underground Hip Hop and Afro-Latina Countercultures of Modernity. The author is Tanya L. Saunders. Yes, I got to zoom in, y'all, because y'all know I'm blind. Um, So I'm going to put the link of this where you can find this article um, and read the text in totality, because I always tell you guys, do your own research and actually read what I'm discussing in in full, because I'm only going to be sharing... A little quotes and just adding my little two little cents but the main point is to get you to just hear the main concept and then go read about it yourself and learn more because they do all of the describing and talking and telling you all of the history on and I don't want to ever you know mislead anybody or share false information so um they study this these authors they that's a part of what they do so um that's why I highly 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 suggest that you click the link down below and read and learn more if this is something that you will I don't care if you're interested in I'm telling you to do it but um so yeah I'm gonna start off with black thoughts black activism by Miss Saunders. And so basically, um, this is a study of the symbols employed by the Cuban underground hip-hop movement based on ethnographic data gathered in Havana from 1998 to 2006, situated the movement as one of a number of transnational Afro-diasporic culture movements for social equality. Afro-Cuban young people's commitment to social 
to socially conscious hip hop links them to larger history of African and Afro diasporic activism in the arts. Um, and so uh, Miss Tanya Saunders is an assistant professor. I don't know if this is her current position, but when this article is written, I'm just telling you guys what it says here that she's um, professor of sociology. Um, her research examines how black artists and intellectuals employ cultural aesthetics for social change in the Americas. Um, and she just goes more into detail. Um, for example, she starts off by explaining, um, mind you, this study was taken some years ago. So be aware of that. Um, over the past decade, quote, over the past decade, the Cuban underground hip hop movement was attracted has attracted significant academic and media interest. Then it goes furthermore to say that um, because of its public criticism of the social difficulties that many Cuban face, um, a little bit down, it also talks about the movements racialized critique challenges the homogenic ideology representing racism as an individual issue rather than a systematic culturally and materially based one it also challenges the notion that cuban society has eliminated racism next it reads therefore they pursue a cultural intervention against oppression that they believe is rooted in ideology and is not easily resolved by redistributive policies. And just the rest of the text, she's just talking more about art, aesthetics, and transnational countercultures of modernity. She's also talking about, she's comparing counterculture or consumer culture. Um, and going down further, she's talking about transmitting blackness. She states that the underground hip-hop movement emerged in the 1990s with the legitimacy crisis of the Cuban state as the downturn affected black Cubans the most. Um, they were the first cut from jobs and the least likely to be hired. Um, and she also includes more details about, at the same time as Cuba began receiving radio signals and TV images from Miami. Cuban youth of African descent were fascinated by hip-hop and requested recordings of hip-hop music videos and tapes from tourists. So through African-American intellectual and cultural exchanges in this period, black Cuban youth became drawn to U.S., specifically conscious hip-hop as a critical art form that they could cultivate in the Cuban context. So if you want to read more about this, definitely check that article out. She goes into details and talk a lot more about the Afro-Latina experience. And I love it. So let's transition over to talk a little bit more about the Black queer experience. And so this um, article is written by Lyndon K. Gill. The title is Situating Black, Situating Queer, Black Queer Diaspora Studies and the Art of Embodied Listening. So 
Um, you guys can definitely check that out. I'm going to try my best to. I'm trying to see if the, because on the other one they just had the link already on there for me. But I'm gonna um get the link to where you guys can um read this text. Hopefully, I can find a good link that's free where you don't have to you know sign up for anything to be able to. Get to be able to gain access to be able to read this but it says it was this is from the journal of the association of black anthropologists so y'all should definitely be able to find a link to share this with you guys um but if it end up being a link where you gotta pay for something i feel like knowledge is power so whatever it if you want to know, you're going to pay for it. So that's just that. But And I definitely feel like my black queer community, you should take some time and read up on your black history. This is our black history, excuse me. Um, so just read up on that. I definitely feel like you will learn something. Um, yeah, and it help you along your journey. And you'll be able to share with your friends and be able to share with your family. Um, and just keep the conversation going. So... Basically, um, this article elaborates um, one black queer subject sense of self and gestures toward the potential theoretical intervention this subject this subjectivity poses. However, he begins by situating black queerness in conceptual, conceptual and geographic space. Um. It proposes the usefulness of an anthropologically informed embodied listening practice for black queer studies and foreground situated speaking black queer subjects in the articulation of a black queer diaspora studies. And then finally, it approaches a wider geoconceptual metaphor for the transdisciplinarity required if we are to take seriously and seductive invitation to speculate black and queer at once so um i definitely um wanted to share that the main thing that i really wanted to share here is the intersectional intersectionality that black queer people face because intersectionality is basically the idea that you experience some type of um what am I trying to say intersectionality is basically the idea that two things two or more things interact come together to explain your situation that's the best way I could kind of explain it so um, for me, my intersectionality is that I'm black and I'm female. So those are two things that intersect with one another to describe my experience. So not only do I have a black experience, I also have a woman experience. And sometimes, and it's like, even within the black I not only have a black girl experience, I have a light girl, a light skinned girl, black experience. So all of these things, they intersect and describe my situation. And so 
the black queer community, they have faced a lot and they had to face these things, not just because they're queer. They had to face these things because they are black and queer. Um, so I just really wanted to share that with you guys, your word for today is intersectionality. So look that word up and also do your research on that and learn more about ways that you may experience things based upon these different intersections that you experience. So yeah, I think that's my little black history lesson for today. Make sure you um, think more about, make sure you do your research on black activism um, in the Afro-Latina, from the Afro-Latina lens. Also do your research on the black queer lens and just be able to understand our brothers and sisters and understand that all of us have a history, all of us have a background and so there were people before us that fought for us and they are they went through the things that you're going through today and they wrote about this they've studied this they've made sure that we do have the literature and the knowledge that we need to be able to educate um continue to educate each generation and just continue to learn more and grow um, I always say that I always continue learning, always continue to grow. And yeah, so um, thank you guys again so much for tuning in to our Black History Month special. And so we're just going to hop right into the regular scheduled program for today. So our topic of the day, excuse me. I wanted to talk about my man, my man, my man. Y'all, I don't have a man, but I am a my man, my man, my man type of girl. And I just can't wait to be like my man, my man, my man. Like Valentine's Day is around the corner and I just, I'm not really like looking for a significant other, I'm more so just waiting until the moment happens type thing and just really being intentional about who I allow in that space and who I want to be, you know, my man, my man, my man. And so that means like no more meaningless sex. Like initially it was never in my like I never meant to just be having in having meaningless sex but I definitely can say that even after I realized that a situation wasn't going in the direction that I would have liked it to I still kept those situations what they were and we're still doing the things that we were doing, even though I knew, like, in the back of my head that this don't mean nothing. And it's just sex. I just feel like for some people, sex is the act. It's just sex. But for some people, it might mean a little bit more, where it's more so, like, 
an emotional emotional connection with another human being. And that's when things get tricky is when one person wants one thing and the other person just wants another. And so to you, it was just a good time and we had fun and it felt good in the moment. But it's like afterwards, you don't feel that good. You don't, you feel more like, why, why did I just do that? And I just feel like if after sex, I feel like, why did I just do that? I shouldn't have been doing it. And that's why I just, I don't know. I'm just not with the sharing my body with everybody notion. Like that whole just have fun. You young. It's like, yeah, I'm young and I'm having fun. But that don't mean I got to have sex. So it's just like, I just, I just, and I also know that I'm going to weed out a lot of people a lot quicker if I take that off the table and I'm not saying that I'm gonna be that type of girl where it's like oh we gotta wait till marriage because ideally that's the goal and ideally you know that's what you know would be nice I feel like that would be cool if I met somebody and we literally just dated each other and literally just became the best of friends and became damn boyfriend and girlfriend and then eventually if he wants to make me his wife he asks and without doing anything so that on our wedding day that would be our first time that would be nice however realistically speaking that just might not be how it plays out so with that being said I just don't want to be just out here having meaningless sex anymore. I just really want to be able to have a real connection with somebody. And I just feel like if we had a real connection outside of the bedroom, then I just know for a fact that when we get in the bedroom, it's going to be fire. So it's just like I just want to work on my connection with men outside of the bedroom because I just feel like in the bedroom if you got some good coochie you just got some good coochie you can't really get around that but um on a real note though like I just really want to focus more so on that connection outside of the bedroom and if I like you as a person versus if it's just a vibe and whether or not I can really deal with your quirk and deal with you like how you really are and I don't know I just I just want to be a man man my man my man my man ass bitch because I'm telling you y'all gonna know when me should get a man for real because I'm gonna be posting my man I'm gonna be like just you know doing little teasers little here and there and it's like y'all gonna be able to tell that I got a man but y'all ain't gonna know who he is but y'all gonna know that it's real because I haven't posted nobody or went public with nobody like actually been in an official relationship with anybody in a long time y'all and my 25th birthday is this year and I still don't know what I'm gonna do for my birthday but um yeah, so I'm touching 25, still single, 
and I'm just done with meaningless meaningless sex and I'm just um praying for my husband that's and that's what I want that and that's just the bottom line so it's like if that's not even like in your conversation like if that's not even like if that's like too far like you just like wow I don't I don't want to talk about it like make you a little sick like you're not ready to have we if we can't even have the conversation then it's just not giving what it's supposed to give and that's fine with me I promise you you're just not the man for me because I'm looking for a husband I don't want to I don't want to just be girlfriend for years and playing house I don't want to be just baby mama and I'm on the fourth kid and we still ain't married like that's just not the story that's not the life that I want for myself that's not the story that I want to be able to tell my grandkids like I just I just know I'm I need to be and I've been asking God to not just about the man like I I I think I mentioned this before that I've been asking God to help me become the woman that my man needs and fix what I need to fix about myself so that when my man comes, I'm ready to receive him. And so that's what I that's the main thing that I just been focused on is just making sure that I'm ready and that I'm open to receiving his energy and all that he has when he comes because I don't wanna not be in a good place and potentially mess up a good situation because or something that I'm going through. So, yeah, that's just my little spiel on that. So, let's talk about it. So, have you ever, hypothetically, um, went over to your boo house or your sneaky link house or just anybody that you've been kicking in with house and... They got their partners, they homegirls, whoever, just over at the house chilling. And you wasn't expecting to be seen. Okay. Like this me, while I'm dating now, I just I like to keep my who I'm dating and who I'm messing around with to myself. I don't really like telling too many people. Like I don't I'm not that type of person who's gonna share who I be messing with because I might not be messing with them forever. So it's just like, I don't ever want to be attached to this person. Um, And for people to know that me and this person had something going on. And now three months later, they are completely out the picture. So that's why I like to keep my dating life on a low. And I don't really like for people to be in my business when it comes down to that type of stuff. So if I pull up at your house and like if you got roommates, that's one thing. And of course your roommates can have their own company. That's not a problem. But y'all need to correlate that. You need to let your roommate know that you're gonna have company and that if he's having company, they need to be in y'all room or they need to y'all need to go and leave and be somewhere or something like that until I leave or for the rest of the night, y'all just don't need to come back to the spot. Like, I don't know. I just don't like meeting niggas, people. Like, if 
this ain't what it is. I don't need nobody to know that I have anything to do with you. Like, why are there witnesses? There should not be witnesses to be able to attest that I was here at this day. <laughs> at this time. Like, they should not be able to see my face. They should not be able to be like, yep. That was her. She was the one that was there on that day at that time. And then it's just like, I don't ever want to be that person who just feel like, oh, everybody, you know, be talking about you. Da, 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 da. But people do talk and it's just like they might not do it intentionally or have any type of ill intentions behind it. But it might be like just a regular in conversation, like it might come up where. Somebody might say something, and they be like, oh, yeah, and then that light-skinned girl, da, 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 what's her name? Oh, yeah, Misha. Like, no, I don't need none of that <laughs> to happen. Like, I don't want nobody to be like, oh, yeah, we pulled up on Misha, and she was da, 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 da. Like, no, sir. Like, I don't need nobody to know that I've been hanging around you, that I've been messing with you, because... If it just stay between us, then when it's done, it's done. But once you start getting other people involved and other people start knowing your business, then that's when the pot start getting. I always be trying to say, like, these little catchy little phrases, but I can't never get them right for some reason. But, yeah, so, like, if we not on that type of time, I just feel like your partners and, your roommate's friends don't, or your friends or whoever they are, if they over your house, just don't invite me over. Just just let me know when they leave and then I'll come because I just don't be wanting people in my business. And it's just like I just feel as if I'm glad I moved like that now because when the time comes, I'm really going to have to move like that for real. And it's gonna, I'm going to have to make sure that I ask those type of questions like, do you stay alone or do you have roommates? Because when it comes down to it, I just can't be having any and everybody knowing what I got going on. And it can even, like, even if we wasn't doing nothing, it's just two grown people going into a bedroom together. It's just inquiring minds are going to want to know what's going on. And, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, so don't be inviting people over to y'all. I was saying there's people over there. Cause what if they don't what if they don't want people to know that y'all got something going on? Like that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so places to go, things to do. I finally tried Shake Shack. And Shake Shack is pretty good. Like I really didn't know what to expect from it. So I just went there without even looking at the menu first. And when I went inside, the location I went to was really, really cute. And um, my drink was delicious. I had like the pink lemonade or something like that. That was really, really good. I also had got, I forgot the name of the burger that I got, but I got one of their burgers. I think it was just the original, maybe. Yeah, I think it was just original and fries, and it was really, really good. So I don't know what I was thinking Shake Shack was. For some reason, I just, I don't know. But to me, it was just giving, like, very much Wendy's, very much Burger King, McDonald's, 
it but it just it just but the look of the place and just how everything it's just they put a little extra little twang on it like they own little spice on it but it just seemed like a fast food restaurant like they sell burger and fries and that's just it like that's that's it I, I don't know why I just thought it was more like restaurant like but it's more like fast food like a little yeah it's more like Wendy's or McDonald's type restaurant but I'm not sure I don't think they really I don't think I don't know they may don't get me wrong because I know that I see them in malls sometimes or like um, they have some locations but I'm not sure like if that was their goal to be like the next chain fast food restaurant chain or what I don't want to say the wrong thing but it was giving very much just fast food burger fries and a drink in a bag and yeah so it was really really good it it definitely, um, I wouldn't say exceeded my expectations because I didn't have any because I just didn't know what it was, what Shake Shack was. But now that I know, I definitely will go back and try some of their different burgers and some more of their drinks and actually get me a shake. So, um, Emisha's playlist. So, my song for today is Reminder by Jayla Darden. So let me go through some of these lyrics for you guys. Okay, so let me go through some of these lyrics for you guys. So she starts the song off by saying, On the day I met you, said I had you starstruck, told me I was special, man, I had you all in love. All in love, now you want to act up. You steady playing tough. Did you forget who I was? Think you forgot who I was? Hold up. Let me show you, baby. Bump your head, maybe. Blessing you with all this love. You ain't going to appreciate me. Yeah. So, basically, she's just reminding you who she is. And don't ever play with her, period. And I'm always, always, always with that. So, um, ask Misha. So, I've told you guys plenty, plenty, plenty times over and over again. Stop trying to talk to me in my DMs. And first of all, I have two pages. I have at Misha and I have at underscore in our lane. If you follow my main page, but, and then you go over to my business page and try to comment and try to talk to me on there. I just feel like that's weird. Like, why don't you just DM me on my personal page? That's what I don't understand. So the question is, why you won't give me a chance? And so if you haven't watched the Patreon episode yet, this will explain it in totality and give you all your answers. But one, and it'll tell you like, I went into detail about how I feel about baby daddies. So the reason why I will not give you a chance is because of how I feel about dating baby daddies. And so that's your answer. If you know who you are, great. If not, then this is just a general statement that I'm making. 
I'm not giving some of y'all chances because you have a child with someone else. I made this point, and I'm just going to say it. I do not want to date baby daddies. That's just where I'm at at this stage in my life, and I'm sticking to it. That's just my preference right now. That may change in the next couple of years, but we'll get there when we get there. And as of right now, I just don't want to date nobody with kids. I don't want to be in a relationship with nobody with kids. My idea of relationship is two single non-parents who come together, get married, and then we want to build a family together. That's what I want for myself. I don't want no previous kids. I don't want to be a stepmom. That's just not what I want for myself. So if you have kids, just know that that's a deal breaker for me and I just have to be honest with myself about what I want. And it doesn't matter how well our connection is. It don't matter how well we get along. It don't matter how fine you are. If you have a child right now, that's a deal breaker for me. Like, I don't care how much money you make and, oh, the child is taken care of. That's not going to be an issue because the money is never the issue with me. If you've been listening, then you know the money is never the issue. It's more for me. It's about family and legacy and it's like I grew up in a home where all of my siblings we all have different fathers and watching my but my brother grow up with both of his parents in the same household that's amazing to me and I just want to be able to give that to my children because I too know how hard it is for a child to grow up in a home where one of their parents is not there whether they can be or not, they're not there. So it's just like, I don't want that for my kids. And, you know, sometimes things happen and you got to shift and, you know, adjust. But as of right now, I just feel like I have the choice to be able to say that's not what I want and I want to go after what I want. And, you know, God might smack me in the face one day and say, this is this man might got three kids, but that's the man for you. Then we'll have that conversation when that time comes. But as of right now, that's just not what I'm looking for. And amongst other things about this person, like I don't know this person personally. Um, we went to school together, so I can only I only know about what others have said to me about this person. I don't really know too much about him from my own experience with this person um but from what I've heard I just don't want to be associated with someone who may or may not have put his hands on a woman and that's just how I feel about that and I'm gonna leave that where that's at so it's like you already got two big red flags going on sir you got a child or more I don't know but I know you at least got one and the other reason is that rumor has it you be beating on women and you that may have been a part of your past that just may have been something that you did and you may have learned from it and it made you a better man and I hope that that's what happened but at the end of the day, I just don't ever want to be associated with somebody who who's ever done that in their life because it could possibly happen again. So that's just how I feel about that. Okay, so let's end the show out today and stay in your lane. 
it's okay to take pauses. I have to remind myself that I cannot do everything. I am not a superwoman. I can only be at one place at one time. I only can do one thing at one time. And I have to remind myself that I have to take breaks. I have to give myself time to rest. I don't know all of the answers. And it's okay to pause and take a moment and get your mind together. Give your body some rest. When I tell you your body is going to get some rest whether you want it to or not. And I said that to to say I was out working and I fell asleep behind the wheel and it really shook me up and made me very, very scared and nervous. And I just realized that At the end of the day, this is the money maker. So I cannot put myself in any harm in in harm's way. I cannot put myself in harm's way whatsoever. So I have to be safe out here in these streets. I have to make sure that I make it home in one piece and nothing is broken, nothing is sprained, nothing is out of place. Everything is good, no scratches. That's how I need to be. Ooh, that's how I need to be so that I can be here sitting here on this camera and speaking with you all. And so um with that being said, I just wanted to talk about some cases where people fell asleep behind the wheel. Ooh, this is something good to share. Um okay, so this, according to D-I-C-I-N-D-I-O-Law.com, D-C-N-D-O Law, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But according to this text that was written in 2001, um, it says that according to the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, Drowsy drivers may be responsible for up to 6,000 fatal accidents in the U.S. each year. If you fall asleep behind the wheel, you could be charged with careless or reckless driving. If you cause an accident in which someone is injured or killed, the penalties you might face will be more severe. While careless driving and reckless driving are both summary traffic offenses, they can still have a major impact. Reading on down, it also says that if you cause an accident because you fell asleep on the wheel, you could also face civil liability through a personal injury lawsuit in addition to any charges you might face. So, yeah, that's pretty much some of the information that I wanted to say just because Okay, your fine could be from $250 to, if you cause anything where someone was killed, you could be fined to $500 Ooh. or a jail sentence of up to 90 days. That's for careless driving charges after falling asleep at the wheel. Now with the reckless driving, okay, so let's see what does this says. You could be fined 200 or have your license expense license suspended 
Um, if you were convicted um, of a reckless driving after causing an accident, you may be faced with the fine of a thousand dollars to ninety days. Where if someone was killed, it could be up to twelve months in jail and a fine of twenty five thousand dollars. Who y'all? So yeah, I just wanted to share a little information. I'm glad that I found this website. Um, and that law firm shared some great information about the um, falling asleep behind the wheel. So, yeah, that's crazy. Like, I'm so happy. That's why I, when I had got home, I was just like, I'm so happy that um, I didn't hit anybody and didn't fall asleep where it was too many cars around me. Because if it wasn't for me hitting the curb, I literally could have hit somebody and hurt somebody. And that just scared the mess out of me that I was literally fighting my sleep, y'all. I was like, oh, my gosh. I literally was up the street from my house, had about three minutes to get there. I was just trying to keep my eyes open. I was dancing. I was laughing. And I just kept trying to, you know, snack here and there and chewing my bubble gum my whole ride home to try to keep myself up but my I just my body was like in rest mode my body was just like now like I'm ready to go to sleep now like I was fighting it so hard like you know when you just like keep blinking your eyes and like trying to keep your eyes open <laughs> I'm trying not to look at the camera and do it and look crazy but y'all know what I'm talking about when you're trying to fight your sleep but your eyes just keep going like this and yeah, so y'all pray for me. So what I told myself I'm going to do is I'm not going to be out and about. I'll be up at the crack of dawn, y'all, like at 4 o'clock in the morning working and stuff. So um, I just told myself that I don't have to do that every day, back to back to back no more. And I just need to figure out a new schedule where I can still, you know, make my money, but I'm also not draining myself and making myself wake up that early in the morning. And I try to, the thing is, I try on the days that I do have to be up that early, I try to be in bed no later than nine. Um, but sometimes things don't go my way and I end up not being able to go to sleep. Um, and so it's more so like I'm taking a nap than getting up and then going back to sleep when I get home. And that's what happens when I don't get enough sleep before when I have to be up there early. My body's still trying to go back to sleep and I can't keep pushing myself and trying to make myself do things when I need to rest. So your body is definitely going to tell you when you need your rest. So listen to it. Take your pauses. Do what you got to do to make sure you good and you should be fine. So thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of In Our Lane. I hope you guys are enjoying my new graphics for the different segments of the show. By now, you guys should be seeing them. So if you like them, make sure you give me a good thumbs up. Um, if you want to see anything added to the show, if you want um, any guests that you may like, to see on the show please 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 let me know um don't forget to check us out on patreon um just filmed another episode with des so tune in next week and you guys will be able to get to meet des 
And uh, we did a Patreon together, so you can go ahead and check that. Well, that one might not be out by the time this one comes out, but that Patreon definitely will come out maybe around the time that her episode comes out in March. So, yeah, so I'll probably just drop that probably like next month, sometime around the same time that her episode comes out. But, yeah, so... Um, February, this is the last episode for February. I hope you guys had a nice month. Um, and I just hope that March brings you so much joy and that you guys are kicking off this year with a bang and really, you know, staying true to your resolutions and, um, everything that you said that you wanted to do and just, um, yeah, so I'm just rambling at this point. Bye y'all. I'll see y'all next time.